0: can you hear me am i on all right happy palm sunday grace meadows my name is dan fletcher and i am uh one of the leaders here at grace meadows um and we are so glad you guys chose to to spend palm sunday here with us um i this is kind of a surprise for me being up here this morning um we actually had scheduled a young man named dallas crouch preach today. And unfortunately, Dallas wasn't able to be here. And before I dismiss the kids, I want to pray for Dallas's dad. A lot of people here know Walter, Walter Crouch, mighty man of God. Um, He's an amazing man. Um, He actually runs the ASP uh, here in the local area, and they do a lot of really, really great things um, for people and for the kingdom of God. But Walter had uh, open heart surgery, right, with triple bypass. Am I right in that? Somebody give me a head shake is that right triple bypass um, originally I think it went pretty good but he's had some complications um, so we need to be lifting Walter up in prayer I think this morning uh, he a I'm not exactly sure what that is but I'm gonna try to sound smart and uh, say that he had AFib and he also had a lung collapse so would you please bow your heads before we get started and we're just gonna lift up Walter and the Crouch family father my life you've been so so faithful and all my life you've been so so good before I knew you you were faithful to me when I was your enemy you were good to me now God day by day hour after hour you continue with your faithfulness and you're faithful in being good And God, if you're that way for me, Lord, I know you're that way for the Crouch family as well. And so God is full of faith that I lift them up to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for a miraculous healing in Jesus' name. I don't believe you're done with Walter's ministry. I don't believe you're done um, with what he is called to do here on earth. So Father, I pray for your glory that you get him up out of that bed in Jesus' mighty name and we worship you and we praise you for it God as you're as you're healing his body Lord I pray that you surround the Crouch family God be with be with them and uh, allow them to understand that you are in control and you've got this and we love you and we praise you for it in Jesus name now kids we're gonna dismiss you real quick as well father I thank you for these young people Lord father go with them next door God, continue to be faithful. It's such a, there's so much peace and hope in that word, faithful, because it just represents you. So, God, be with them. Be with the teachers of God. Don't just let this be babysitting, Lord. Let them grow in grace and love while they're next door in Jesus' name. Amen. Kids, you are dismissed. Don't run. All right. So like I said, you guys, this is kind of thrown on me a little bit last minute, but it didn't surprise God. He knew what was going on, and I believe he's prepared a word specifically for you all. And uh, I am a little bit more nervous than usual because I didn't have as much time to prepare, but I believe through the grace of God, we're going to get through this. Amen? Amen. And I'll try to get you into lunch before one (laughs) o'clock. Deal? Okay. Okay. Actually, Matt told me that they're supposed to be at Zaxby's with the youth by 1130. So I've got to to cut off time. Um, So we're actually going to be in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. But before we do that, before we read that scripture, excuse me. I get emotional. I'm sorry. I need to keep that in check sometimes. Philippians 4, before we do that, I'm going to tell you a story, okay? So I'm going to tell you about a couple Who lived about 2,022 years ago and they lived in a little itty-bitty village right outside of Bethany which is right next to Jerusalem okay for the story's sake we're gonna call them Bob and Brittany and they lived in Bethany okay Bob and Brittany lived in Bethany now Bob and Brittany had been married about 25 years seasoned been married for quite a long time but life in Bethany right outside of Jerusalem 2022 years ago was hard. It was difficult. There were a lot of things going on. It was hard times. One of the hard things was a religious oppression. See they were Jewish and there were a bazillion laws. They couldn't keep up with all the laws and it seemed like every time they turned around they were breaking one of those laws. And there was a specific group of people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they ruled over them in religious ways and every time They seemed like they walked down the street and they saw someone of these or they went to the synagogue. It seemed like they were always just getting looked at and looked down upon because they never seemed to be able to to measure up. Poor Bob and Brittany, they just never seemed to be able to do good enough. So it was hard for them in that time and there was no peace for them in their religious endeavors. A lot of legalism going on. And then they had two kids and the kids, they, they were just flat out rebellious. Because being a Jew at that time was so difficult, they were like, you know what, forget this. It's not worth it. I can't live up to it anyway. So they're in complete rebellion. One of them was prodigal living. The other one, who knows where she's at? Can't. doesn't have a clue, just completely gone. Life for Bob and Brittany is very, very difficult. No peace. And then divorce. Divorce was a common thing in Bethany at this time. Matter of fact, it was so easy to get a divorce, all the husband had to do was write the, letter, the lady a letter and hand it to her, and she was out. And after 25 years, the thought had come to mind quite a bit. Poor Brittany, she said, you know what, this guy is lazy, he's a bum, I could do better, I wish he would kick me out. And Bob, it, a lot of times, would say, you know what, if this woman doesn't get off my back, I'm kicking her out, I'm kicking her to the curb. After 25 years, life was hard. No peace. Sin abound everywhere. Homosexuality was running rampant. Adultery was a common thing. Life in Bethany was hard. And then, to be that, there's a pandemic. Leprosy is a common thing. Bob's brother died of leprosy just a few months ago, and his sister-in-law, because she was married to him, is now decaying away. This pandemic was... It didn't seem like there was a cure in sight. It seemed like it would get better, and then all of a sudden it would get worse. And neighbors were dying off, and co workers. Pandemic life in Bethany, 2,022 years ago, was very hard. And then there's a political turmoil. You've got the Jews, and you've got the Gentiles. You've got Samaria, it's really, really close, and the Samaritans and the Jews, they don't get along at all. See, the Jews, they, they've got the law. Very, very conservative. And they've got the law, and they live by the law, and they believe in God. But you know what? The Samaritans, they believed in God too, but they didn't follow the law. They didn't believe they were God's chosen people, so they didn't follow the law. They were much more liberal. And they didn't get along at all. Constant. And life in Bethany, 2022 years ago, was really hard. And then finances. Poor Bob tried he tried he was a hard worker but it just didn't seem like he could ever get traction he was he'd go to work every day but it it just didn't ever seem to work out for him and he was he was in and out of jobs all the time and he was always trying to find work and and it just it just never seemed to be enough and the bills weren't being paid and then to beat that Rome was always asking for taxes and oh man life in Bethany 2022 years ago was really really hard but every year around the Passover, they were able to make a little extra money because Brittany, she, she made loaves of unleavened bread. And see, she was able to go to Jerusalem and sell these loaves. And they didn't have a lot of money, but they had a donkey and they had a carriage. And, and the week of Passover, they would always take the donkey with the carriage with all these loaves and they'd go and sell them. And they were able to make a little bit of money. So they were getting ready. And. And, and Bob was, was packing up all the, the loaves one morning. And then he, he was excited because, you know, he's going to make a little bit of money today. And he was excited about it. And, and Brittany was still asleep. He walked outside and he goes to get the donkey. And there's these two guys stealing his donkey. Life in Bethany is hard. Like I said, we're going to be in Philippians. Now, we're going we're to leave Bob and Brittany right there, okay? And we're going to come back, and we're going to pick them up here in just a little while, all right? Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through christ jesus (laughs) we pray one more time guys father i just i just love you so much and i just ask that you bless our time bless the word god i pray you get me out of the way have your way Holy Spirit, move. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a real quick drink, guys. So I have a confession to make. I'm having a hard time. I mean, things are are tough right now, huh? I mean, I I turn on the, the TV and we don't have we, we do what probably most of you all do. We just have the Internet. And we do Netflix and stuff like that. So um, I don't actually watch the news. Um, so when I say I turn on the TV, I mean I get on my app on my phone. And I get on Fox News and I read those articles and golly, there's so much going on right now, right? I mean, whew, I could go down the list. Obviously, the stuff that's going on in the Ukraine, it's depressing. It's heartbreaking. Um, our political scene right now, um, no matter which, you know, what side of the coin you, you choose to vote with, it's either side's not looking great right now. Uh, the economy, whoo, um, it, it's tough guys. And then just personally, not just globally or, or in our country, you know, personally business is really good. We're really busy, but golly, we're a little too busy. i gonna be honest with you. Um, I need workers. Anybody need a job? I need workers, I need guys to, to fulfill, right, Colin? Colin's over there like, <laughs> I feel you, brother. We need workers and, and, and gas prices and prices of material, and uh, my goodness, it just goes on and on and on. It's tough right now, right? And then the pandemic, you know, my dad got COVID, I got COVID, um, my dad, it got hit him pretty hard, and, and I've had some people that I know that have actually passed away from COVID, and, and then I've got friends who are going through divorce, and, I've got other friends who are battling cancer and, whew, man, life is hard. And then to beat all that, I'm coming more and more aware every day that I am getting older. (laughs) I've got these folds on the sides of my eyes that, I'm going to be honest with you, I pull them out and measure them every once in a while. (laughs) And they're getting bigger. Eventually, I'm not going to be able to see. Because they're just going to flap right over top of my eyes. I have to blink by my hands. It's not good. And I don't even want to talk to you about how much I have to pee lately. It's like, it's like, I, that's bad. Parker's bad, buddy. I'm telling you. Listen, I, literally before I leave anywhere, I think, okay, is there a place I can stop in between my destination and here? Just in case the urge hits me. Our mortality is becoming very evident. Life's hard. It's tough. I think one of the biggest things that we need, one of our biggest needs, whether you're a believer or not, is peace. in habitual peace without smoking marijuana because <laughs> it's bad it's bad for you don't do it but wouldn't you just love to do that Wouldn't you love to just walk in peace and be able to live in peace you know what's so awesome thing about peace there's only like like wouldn't it be awesome to be able to give peace as a gift like as a birthday gift or an anniversary gift just Here's some peace. Wouldn't that be great? That would be amazing. Wouldn't it be amazing to receive it as a gift and be able to untie it and pick it up and, like, I've got peace, yeah. But that's not the way it works. There's only one person who can give peace, there's only one source of peace. So, we're going to walk through this, guys. Some of you know how I do this a little bit. We're going to walk through this verse by verse, sometimes word for word, and we're going to break this scripture down. And I'm going to give you three points. I've got three points for peace, but I've also got some subpoints, because I'm not exactly Baptist. We talked about this a couple Wednesdays ago. Um, I've got some subpoints. I've got more than three, but I've got three main points. And this hopefully, by the time we walk through this. We'll have a better understanding of how we might be able to obtain peace okay verse 4 rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice point number one praise 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 does an amazing thing it gets your mind off of you when you take the time and you put it in your mind and you make it a point to praise, to rejoice in the Lord, it gets your mind off of your own circumstances. So that word rejoice actually means find joy. Find joy. Find joy in what? I love Paul is so descriptive here. Find joy in what? In the Lord. See, we can try to find joy in a lot of things, and most of us do, right? I mean, most of us try to find a lot of joy. We try to find joy in our spouse, rightfully so. But guess what guys spouse isn't constant spouse can have a bad day too spouse can move can change can change their mind can change their personality there's only one thing that's constant what's constant God never changes he never moves he's always good never bad never negative always faithful always good always forgiving always gracious so we find our joy in the Lord. Some of us try to find it in our occupation, especially men, because we have this sense of, but guess what, guys? Businesses close. Bosses fail. Occupations, they change. But whatever changes, we find joy in the Lord. Some of us find joy in Me, I'm I'm guilty of this. I find joy in going to the gym. But guess what? We just talked about it. My body fails. (laughs) Fails. I'm getting older. Guys, I used to work out so I could feel good, you know, to to enjoy life. You know, I want to stay in shape. I want to be able to, you know, have energy and everything. Well, now every time I work out, I'm so sore I can't do anything. So we can't find joy in the gym. We can't find joy in our occupation. We can't find joy in people. We find joy in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then there's one more word. Always. Always. Now that means, that means a habitual life of praising God. And I know you guys have had somebody like that in your life. I know I've got a, a few people like that. Um, we'll talk a little bit about my dad, Machen. Uh, I got to take him to the airport yesterday, him and his wife. They're going to Germany. But, but he's, he's got this amazing way of just, he's always rejoicing in the Lord. He's always, oh, praise God. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. He's always positive. He's always. Uplifting, and even when I call him and I say, Dad, I need you to pray for something for me. See, he's my father in the Lord. He's actually a 77 year old black guy who we God knit our hearts together 22 years ago, and, and he's been my dad ever since. He's, he's like a father figure to me. And so I call him dad, and he calls me son, and we get a lot of funny looks in public. Um, but he says, he said, You should have seen him at the airport the other day. I'm hugging him, and he's like, Son, I love you so much. And the lady behind the counter is like, This, no, that's not your son. But that's besides the point. Guys, he's always joyful. He's always rejoicing in the Lord. Everywhere he goes, man, praise God, Man, He's just so happy. So, man, God, I just praise you, Lord. I just thank you for this life. And, yeah, it could be a little weird sometimes. But he's cool with it. And he's got peace. We'll talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. So no, point number one, praise rejoice in the lord always continually never stopping because he never changes amen point number 2 pause point number 2 verse 5 says let your gentleness be known to all men period the lord is at hand now when i first read this i was like this almost this is kind of weird like why would he put this statement right in the middle of this like right here like, it's almost like it doesn't make sense. Like, like maybe there was a typo. Like, why, why let your gentleness be known to all men, period, the Lord is at hand. It's almost like it should be in Proverbs, right? Just kind of a weird spot to put it. So I really started, started thinking through it. What's the opposite of gentleness? What's the opposite of gentleness? Frustration? Anger? There's a couple of them that come to my mind. Discontentment. What I mean, you think of a gentleman or gentlewoman, you think they're calm, right? They're calm. I'm gonna give you an example of a non-gentleman. I know this guy. He, he's extremely good looking, and he coaches basketball, and he coaches a, uh, a basketball team of some twelve-year-olds. Sometimes it was eleven-year-olds, and When they don't do what he wants them to do, what are you doing? Box out! Rebound! Because they're not doing what he wants them to do. This same guy, his his son who he coaches sometimes doesn't get out of bed when when he's supposed to. Like he has to go to him over and over and over again to get him out of bed. Will you get out of bed? How many times do I have to tell you to get out of bed? This same guy has got a daughter who's 14, 15 years old, who occasionally rolls her eyes and shoots him some looks. I'm not putting up with your attitude today. Do not stop with the looks, not today. Again, he's extremely good looking, <laughs> but not very gentle. Not all the time. See, we, we lack gentleness when things don't go our way. When life is chaotic, gentleness is absent. your gentleness be known by all men period and then Paul tells us why we can do that God is at hand life is chaotic taxes are due in a little while business is crazy Your, your spouse is on your back all the time. You're failing miserably in all aspects of your life. Your kids are rebellious. Some of them you haven't talked to in months. Pause. Point number two, pause. Literally, the Dan Fletcher version, DFV of the Bible would say this, calm down. God's got this. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Calm down. God's got this. Point number two, pause. So we praise, then we pause, and then read with me in verse six. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, In supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Point number three, pray. Are you proud of me? They all started with P. Point number three, pray. Let me show you what this looks like. Father, I praise you. I rejoice in you, God. Father, I, life's not going the way that I would hope that it was going. But, Lord, I praise you and I thank you. God, I thank you for my marriage. I thank you for my marriage. Now, my spouse and I, we're not getting along right now, God. And I'm not the husband that, that, that I really want to be. But, Lord, I give this to you. I give it over to you, God. I lay it down at your feet. And I ask you, make me the husband that she needs me to be. I'll give you another example. God. Father, I rejoice in you. Lord, I worship you. God, I calm down. Help me calm down here, God. My flesh wants to get angry. But God, I thank you for great kids. I thank you for amazing kids. And I thank you, God, that you've got a plan and a purpose for their life. And God, sometimes I feel like I'm failing as a dad, but Lord, I give it to you at your feet and ask that you take it because I know you're in control. We praise, we pause, and we pray. Now some of you were here a few weeks ago. I, I got to speak on a Wednesday night and there's a, little, there's a little semicolon. I had to look it up. I told you guys I had to look it up because I didn't know what it was called. But here's another one. And I called it the semicolon of grace. And I'm starting to see a pattern that every time I see a semicolon in the word, it's followed up by a grace statement. Semicolon of grace. I might get a semicolon tattoo somewhere. (laughs) I won't tell you where though. There's a semicolon there. And verse seven starts. So I'm gonna read verse six again, just so it all ties in. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Semicolon of grace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Listen to what God showed me late last night. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning God showed me this. Look at this, guys. This is amazing to me. First of all, the peace of God. We're talking about peace, right? This is the peace of God, the peace of God. Not general peace. Sometimes we think of peace and we just think of peace as general. But this is the specific peace of God, the gift. This is a promise from Paul. If Paul says it will happen, then guess what? It will happen. This is a promise. Do these things. Praise, Paul, pray. I said Paul. Praise, pause, Pray. And the peace of God, there's a lot of peace. The peace of God, and then listen to this statement, which surpasses all understanding. Guys, the East Tennessee version of this would say that don't make no sense. The peace of God, which don't make no sense. Now, I love it that this is Paul, the man who is ordained to explain things is point-blank saying right here that I can't explain it. How amazing must this peace be? If Paul, the one person in the world who should be able to explain it, can't explain it. (laughs) Unbelievable. So the peace of God, which don't make no sense, will guard your hearts and your minds. Through Christ Jesus, hearts, guys, ladies, represents our emotions. Minds, represents our thoughts. Now, I don't know about you, but my two greatest enemies from my walk with Christ is my emotions and my thoughts. What? What? Are you telling me that this un- unexplainable peace that don't make no sense will guard? Protect, surround my heart and my mind and help me with the two weakest parts of my body, my emotions and my thoughts. I don't know about you guys. I want this peace. I want this peace. Don't you want this peace? Now, here's another amazing thing is when Paul wrote this, he's. He's probably, I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming he's chained to a wall, probably standing up like this. He's about 60, I think it's 64 years old. Completely scarred from head to toe from the beatings he's taken. He's been shipwrecked. He's been bankrupt. He's been abandoned. This man, full of the Holy Spirit, who, in all instances, should have no peace, and anyone else in humanity would be cursing God, dictates. Says, "Rejoice in the Lord, always." And again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known. By all men, because God is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things through prayer and supplication, let, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses, which don't make no sense, surpasses all understanding, will guard your minds and your hearts through Christ Jesus So let's pick up back with Bob and Brittany. You want to? Let's pick up with Bob and Brittany. Everybody wonder what they've been doing? Well, see, here's what happens. Bob, he walks out, and and these two guys are stealing his donkey. They've taken the donkey, and he walks back inside. Brittany's getting up. She's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be going to the market. He goes, honey, I can't explain it. These these two guys, they came, and, and they said this guy, Jesus, needed our donkey. Who's Jesus and why does he need our donkey? I, I don't know, but I just, I had to let him take it. I couldn't help it. I don't know. She's I, I, like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? But then she thinks for a minute. She says, hold on. Jesus. I recognize that name. Didn't your third cousin on your mom's side, Lazarus, didn't he die? See, he was from Bethany. Didn't he die a few weeks back and, And wasn't wasn't the guy named that resurrected him, wasn't that Jesus? Yeah, that was his name, but surely it's not the same Jesus. Why would that guy need my donkey? A guy that can resurrect somebody from the ground should should be able to snap his fingers and a donkey appear, right? She's like, but what if it is? What if it's the same Jesus? Oh, man, maybe it is the same Jesus. So they gather their stuff, and they jet out the door. They say, if this is the same Jesus, and they, he needs our donkey, I got to see what's up. I got My curiosity is killing me. So they run out the house, and they run up the road. Now, there's a main road. We'll call it Main Street just for the sake of the story that, that connects Bethany and Jerusalem. And they run out, and they're starting to see this great multitude, and they're starting to hear this as they're running to the street. And, and it's this this. And as they get get closer, they hear it louder and louder. And then they walk up on this scene and there's a great multitude of people and this crazy scene is going on. People are taking off their outer garments and they're laying them on the floor. They're laying them on the ground. And, 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 and they see these palm trees, but they can't see a whole lot because it's this great multitude. So they, they run out ahead of the street because they wanted to see what these people, you know, they're running out ahead because they want to have a front row seat of knowing what's going on. Now keep in mind, Bob and Beth, Bob and Brittany, they're not, their life is in turmoil. They're all screwed up. They, they, they got all kinds of things going on and they have no peace. And they get to the end of the crowd and they're looking, They're like, what is going on? And then See, it was custom then, when a ruler would come into a city, if he came aggressively, he'd ride a horse. But if he came in peace, he'd be on a donkey. And for the first time, they see Jesus' face in peace that don't make no sense floods their life, floods their emotions. And next thing they know, Hosanna, we worship you. You're the Prince of Peace, and we worship you. Can I get the worship team to come, please? (laughs) So here's the great news, guys. Here's the amazing news. For Bob and Brittany, they experienced it that one day. They saw their king that one day. But now, thanks to the reality, the reality, it really happened. Jesus really did die on a cross. He really did raise from the dead three days later. He really is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. And because of that reality, that fact, we get to see him every day. We get to praise. We get to pause. And we get to pray. And we get to receive peace every day. Would you stand with me? Now maybe you're here, and I know there's at least one, but maybe you're here and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, and when I say something about peace, it's a foreign subject to you. And maybe the Holy Spirit's pulling on your heart, and if that is, I'm going to ask you to be bold. See, you've heard Ira say it, there's nothing magic about up here. There's no magic that takes place. But there is something pretty amazing about making your flesh submit to the Holy Spirit. There's something, something amazing happens. Something supernatural takes place. When you make your flesh, that's what fasting is. It's, it's making your flesh do what it unnaturally wants to do. And the thought of coming up here and kneeling and praying in front of all these people, it's a very unnatural thing. I'm going to ask you to be bold, especially if you don't know Christ as your Savior. I would love to pray for you. There would be no greater joy in my whole life than be able to look in the countenance of your eyes and see peace for the first time. So if you don't know Jesus, please be bold. If you feel the Holy Spirit pulling you, come up around here. Let me pray with you. If you're away from God and you've backslidden and you need to say, you know what, God, I haven't felt that peace in a long, long time, please come. And then, y'all, if the Holy Spirit's just pulling on you for any reason at all, please come. We'd love to pray for you. And if not, guys, just pray right there in your seats. But I want to encourage you guys today on Palm Sunday, Peace Sunday, Praise. Father, we love you so much. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your faithfulness, God. You're so good. In the name of Jesus, amen.